Hello everyone and welcome to the 100th episode of the Intrepid English podcast. When the Intrepid English teachers and I started this podcast back in January 2019, we had no idea how much fun we were going to have providing our listeners with English language tips, help, encouragement, news, special offers, book recommendations, and lots of wonderful conversations. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have enjoyed making this podcast. To celebrate this momentous occasion, today's episode is a highlights reel of the last 100 episodes. So sit back, relax, and let me take you on a journey through 100 episodes of the Intrepid English Podcast. You asked and we answered. We love to receive requests from our listeners. And one of the most commonly requested types of podcast has been focusing on vocabulary. So here's Intrepid English Director of Studies, Leader, to take you through some commonly confused words. Compose and comprise. The verb compose means to create, build, or put something together. This could be a poem, letter, or even yourself. When a noun comprises other things, it means that it is formed by these things. It is a common mistake to use the preposition of after comprise. It's not necessary to use a preposition after this verb. Franz Schubert composed hundreds of pieces of music in his short life. This apartment comprises three bedrooms, a bathroom, and a large kitchen. Envy and jealousy. Envy is an emotion that is felt when one lacks something. It is the feeling of wanting what someone else has and resenting them for having it. Jealousy is a reaction to the threat of losing something or someone. It's an emotion that comes from the idea that someone is trying to take what's yours. She is envious of her friend's holiday to Thailand. She would love to travel there too. When my brother spends time with his female friends, his girlfriend often feels jealous. Job and work. The words job and work are easily confused. At first, they seem interchangeable, but there are a few distinctions to help you. Job is a noun. Usually, it refers to an occupation. It can also be used for a specific task or a routine. It's usually paid. Work, on the other hand, can be both an un an uncountable noun and a verb. When used as a noun, it refers to the effort or energy used to achieve a goal or a task. It's the opposite of play. You go to work to earn money, but you also have other types of work outside of your job. Can you let me know when you finish the task you're working on? I have a new job for you. Getting along with my mother-in-law is hard work. 
our students can't get enough of idioms and phrasal verbs. So, over the years, we have created quite a few blogs and podcasts about these topics. Here are just a few. What is a phrasal verb? Phrasal verbs consist of a root verb, such as go, put, or set, and an adverb or preposition, such as away, on, or out. For example, go away, verb plus adverb. Go away means to leave a place or a person's company. Get on like a house on fire. If two people get on really well and enjoy each other's company, we say that they get on like a house on fire. For example, Jane and Emily always laugh until they cry when they get together. They get on like a house on fire. I was really worried about introducing my boyfriend to my family, but they're getting on like a house on fire. There are three meanings to the phrasal verb send off. Number one is to post something to someone. For example, I want to send this application off today. I've sent off the application. Number two, to arrange for someone to go somewhere. For example, we sent the children off to the zoo for the afternoon. Number three is to tell a sports player to leave the sports field. For example, she was sent off for arguing with the referee. It's important to note that send-off is also the name for a party or celebration to say goodbye to someone who is leaving a place. For example, we wanted to give you a good send-off. Like herding cats. Any cat owner knows that getting just one cat to follow orders is not an easy task. So herding a whole group of individually-minded felines would be very difficult. Coordinating a large or distracted group of people is often described as like herding cats a near-impossible task. For example, I'm trying to get everyone together for my birthday at the weekend, but with everyone working different hours, it's like herding cats. Trying to get the first graders organised for their class photo was like herding cats. Be head over heels. This idiom means to be completely and utterly in love with someone. For example, it was love at first sight. I fell head over heels in love with her the moment I met her. They fell head over heels in love after meeting at a mutual friend's wedding. A lot of the intrepid English learners have been preparing for exams. So we created Intrepid English Academy courses, free downloadable e-books, blog posts and of course one-to-one -one lessons to help them with all kinds of exam preparation skills. Our exam preparation podcasts have been extremely popular. Here are a few. The CAE is a Cambridge exam aimed at C1 level speakers. The CAE is also known as C1 Advanced exam and used to be known as Cambridge English Advanced. It is supposed to be a thorough test of your English language skills across a variety of areas and topics. The CAE exam consists of four papers. Reading and use of English, sometimes referred to as grammar, writing, listening, and speaking. 
I always hated preparing for exams, practicing the same thing over and over. I found it tedious, repetitive, boring. What I didn't understand then was that practice is the best way to prepare for an exam. Doing something so much that you know it inside out is crucial. Not just because you'll be familiar with everything the exam requires, but you'll be mentally prepared. You'll feel confident, and confidence is key. One thing that all the intrepid English teachers have in common is our love of books, and no more so than intrepid English teacher and published writer Thomas. We're so proud of Thomas here, and we love to hear his book recommendations. Apparently, so do you. So here are some of the highlights. So here are the first five books on my top ten nonfiction list. Number ten is "We Should All Be Feminists" by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, published by HarperCollins in London, two thousand and fourteen. Everybody should read this book, but more importantly, everyone can read this book. It is a slim, pamphlet-like book. A modified version of a TED talk Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie gave about feminism. Everyone can read it, firstly because of its length; you could finish it in one sitting, but also because Adichie's language is so accessible, her ideas so grounded, her experience so moving. You'll forget the length and just keep turning the pages. For those of you who follow us on social media, you'll know that inside of this podcast episode is hidden a secret prize. Every single person who goes to our website and types the secret message "one hundredth episode" into our chat box will receive a free thirty-minute lesson with any of the intrepid English teachers. That code again is "one hundredth episode." We would love it if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps other English learners to find us and allows us to help more people. So spread the love. Now let's get back to our one hundredth episode. One of my favourite areas of English to teach is business English. I love to help students to prepare for job interviews, meetings, negotiations, business trips, and presentations in English. I also love to help students feel more confident when speaking and writing in English for their job. Here are some of the business English highlights from the last one hundred episodes. The body of your cover letter is your chance to discuss your experience in detail. Your CV has already informed the future employer of your basic details. The cover letter is your chance to connect your experience with the job you're applying to. So you need to look at their job description and understand what their duties will be in the job to come. That way, you can connect what they want with what you've done. The best way to do this is with a mind map. Connect with arrows, mess up the page, and then transfer those notes into your neat cover letter. It's likely you engaged in negotiation in English or your language daily without even thinking about it. Using modal verbs in negotiations can help you express attitude, add more nuance, and remain polite. Have you ever asked your boss for a pay rise or agreed on a new role? Chances are you used some negotiation techniques. Have you tried to plan an office party or a birthday surprise for a colleague? 
you probably had to negotiate the details with others. Have you ever tried to persuade someone to make you your favorite dinner? You may have even offered something in return to sweeten the deal. Negotiating is not just about getting your way. If one side gets their way, then the other side may leave disappointed and discouraged. A successful negotiation leaves everyone satisfied. This is why it's crucial to make sure to stay polite throughout any negotiations. As many of you know, I'm incredibly proud of the wonderful team here at Intrepid English. Over the last couple of years, I have had the pleasure of sitting down with our amazing Intrepid English teachers for our Meet the Teachers interviews. All are excellent teachers, passionate about teaching English, and generally really interesting people to talk to. Here are some of the wonderful moments that we've had. I like to meet new people from different places and different cultures and I like to learn and be able to communicate with these people and I think with teaching it sounds really cliche but you're also learning at the same time so that's something that's really nice and yeah learning about my students and teaching one-to-one -one means that you're able to personalize the lesson to their their goals but also their interests so you can talk about things which are really of interest to them and and have discussions about that. So I studied French as a modern language. I think it definitely helps me to understand uh, grammar rules and to also be able to communicate with my students and teach in a way that they will understand. So currently I'm just teaching online. Um, in September, I will be rejoining a language school in Geneva to teach children um, English as a foreign language, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so at the moment, I'm really enjoying working with children of ages four and five. I think it's a wonderful thing being able to introduce them to the language uh, in a very playful way, being able to read stories and sing songs and, um, and be able to use crafts. In, in the classroom. I also enjoy teaching the um, older children because they're a little bit more independent and they really are eager to learn and they uh, can absorb the new language uh, very easily. Yeah, so I have uh, visited quite a few countries in the last three years. I've spent some time living and working in Canada, in New Zealand, Australia and Austria. I've also visited parts of Asia too. Uh, through traveling, I've had lots of great experiences. Um, I've also had some, some little fails too when learning the language. It's, it's always part of the learning, I feel, the, the actual learning experience. And so, you know, whenever I'm trying to uh, learn a new language or visit a new country, I very much just try and take my time, try and practice the new language itself and just remember that, you know, it's always um, a new opportunity to meet new people and discover something new about the place you're visiting or the culture. I've done a lot of traveling and working in different countries. So I've had lots of English teaching jobs in different countries, but also I've worked on boats in different countries and different oceans. 
I've worked on a Japanese NGO cruise ship called Peace Boat, where we cruised all around the world, starting from Japan and arriving back in Japan. And I was an English teacher there. I've sailed across the Atlantic working on a boat, and I've sailed across large areas of the Pacific working on boats, sometimes teaching and sometimes just as a crew member. Having the skills to teach English allows you to experience things you you never would have experienced without them, right? That's that's very true. Yes. Um, for example, when I was working in Japan, I ran an after-school English club. And for some reason, most of the people who attended were girls. And we ended up putting on a Sherlock Holmes play and there were 15 or 16-year-old girls dressed up as Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson on stage performing the play. And that was a, a special highlight in my teaching career. Um, when you're walking for days, for hours every day, uh, one thing you learn is uh, you have to take care of yourself. And you have to know when to stop, when to rest, when to just absorb, let things soak into you what you've just seen or um, or take the chance to put your feet into the, a lake that maybe you're walking past. And I think it's the same way with uh, language learning. You have to know when to just stop, maybe for the day, maybe for two days, and just let it all soak in and not keep trying to um, achieve quantity, but mm -hmm. yeah, quality and just enjoy the process of learning. Ubuntu is a word we use. It means I am because you are. It's an African philosophy. And I think from somebody who's not in South Africa or from our continent that wants to understand what it means, um, I do think that the best way to understand that is how um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu explains it. Um, well, he, in my opinion, is you know the biggest advocate for Ubuntu. Um, the way he explains it is so insightful. So I'll put it in my own words, but um, it basically means that my humanity is intertwined with yours. So in order for me to exist, I need you to exist, but I need you to be you to the fullest in order for me to exist. It's not only teachers that I've interviewed. I've also sat down with a few of the intrepid English learners to interview them about their experiences of learning English. Had you had any English lessons online before the lessons with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ask this question to a very experienced student. I've tried different teachers at various <laughs> platforms, to be honest. And um, how did you find the experience then? Um, learning a new language is not easy. And as much as I want to improve, I also want to enjoy spending my time on it. Um, and I couldn't commit to any of my teachers before uh, because this kind of teaching requires perfect balance and it's easy to repeat the same things without any change or improvement or being so strict and get student bored uh, so I was mm -hmm. about to give up on this journey to be honest <laughs> luckily you you were there oh, that because I met you you know I found you and then yeah my approach has changed it changed my approach uh, to my English skills and to learn English 
My recent milestone was um, that I received the results of the CAE exam, which I took two months ago, and I achieved the level of C1. And I was very, very happy about that. Yay. And yeah, <laughs> I was very, very happy about that. Yeah, I remember when you came out of the exam and sent me a message and that went really well. I think you were a bit suspicious of how easy it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, should it have been that really good? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that you've got to see the results of your hard work because, you know, learning a language can take a long time and it does require perseverance. You need to stick with it even when you maybe haven't got a lot of time or you're a bit mm -hmm. stressed or a bit tired. But when you actually get to see the payoff Uh, that's such a lovely moment. Yeah. I'm glad I got to share that with you. It was. <laughs> And finally, thank you to everyone who has helped make this podcast so special. That includes all of our listeners. So from everyone at Intrepid English, here's to the next 100 episodes. So if you haven't already, go on over to intrepidenglish.co.uk, open the chat box and type in 100th episode to receive your free 30-minute lesson with any of the intrepid English teachers. Have a wonderful day.